Hello and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming. This is a new sort of format we're going to try here as where Spence and I sort of, I guess, giving away the farm here. We uh, don't actually live in the same house despite how our first couple of videos try to make it seem. Um, so logistically, we've really struggled recently to meet up and do things. So we decided let's just um, do like a video cast format. Hopefully there's going to be an audio version of this. And we definitely wanted to be able to talk about our favorite 2018 games. So this is what we're doing. Um, I made a list of my top 10 games that I played this year. Not even necessarily games that came out this year. Because a lot of my favorite games are from previous years. Um, but that's mostly because I keep track of every single game that I play because I'm a crazy person. So I know, Spence, you do not have as concrete a list as I do. No, not, uh, not even a little bit. <laughs> but, but we have some things that, that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, so to start, um, why don't we just go through and quick, like, name. I'll name, like, my top ten. You can name, like, whatever the top ones that you had, and I'll give, like, a quick, you know, pitch of, of each game um, and what I – why I like them, and then we'll talk about them at length if you want to know anything else. Yeah. Um, so the first game, um, this one actually came out in 2018, surprisingly. Um, Wait, is this in any specific order, or so, are you doing it from top to bottom? Yeah, mine's going to be in order just because, again, like it's in order because <laughs> I ordered everything. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do from like 10 to 1. And, and it's, you know, like, I keep going back and forth over whether, you know, like, my number six should be up a spot or two. But, you know, like, more or less, this is sort of what I was thinking. And, like, my number one is definitely, like, my favorite game that I played Conquer. this year. Um, so, like, yeah, like, I'm pretty confident, like, my top three, you know, basically. There's someone in the middle I can move around. Um, but number ten, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going with the uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy on PS4. Uh, which is a game that I did not expect to like because I bought it for Brenna, bought it for my wife, gave it to her for Christmas because she was super, super into the Spyro games as a kid. One of the only games she has installed on her PS3, one of the only games I think I've ever really even seen her play ever uh, was one of the Spyro games. And I discovered that I actually really love Spyro. They're like, I've only played the first one so far out of this collection, but but uh, Toys for Bob, the developers in remastering it, did just an incredible job. The graphics are, you know, super, super modern. You would never have even thought that this was a PS1 game originally. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, like, on a mechanical level, how much they've, like, tightened up, but, like, Spyro controls really well. Uh, he's fun to just run around. And, like, I was under the impression, I always think of, like, Spyro and, like, Crash Bandicoot as being super similar games. Crash to me is sort of just like uh, it's it's just a platformer, not just I mean it's good, but I discovered Spyro is more like a sort of Mario sixty four style collectathon, and you got these big levels and yes. you're just running around trying to you know collect everything. Like when I first heard, um, I think it was PlayStation Access was doing a bunch of streams with like, oh, we're going to one hundred percent Spyro the Dragon. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But like now playing it myself and with Brenna, I'm like okay, what, would, what else would be the point besides 100%ing the game? You know, it just feels like the game. Right. You know, you, don't, you haven't beaten the level until you've gotten every single thing in the level. Um, so that's, that's my number 10. Got to include that one. 
Uh, did you want to uh, mention a, a shout out a game, or I'll just run through a couple? Um, we can, if you want, we can go back and forth. I don't have ten games because I don't list them like you do. Right. Um, I don't even remember half the games I played uh, this year, but I'll definitely say, uh, considering you know both me and you played it together, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. shout out Brawlhalla for mm-hmm. being being one of the games that we discovered this year. You know. Right. In a time period where we were waiting for the new Smash, which is also on my list. Um, And I'll get to that later. But yeah, I'll get to that later. But in a period where we were waiting for a new Smash game, you know, that that game came in clutch with a lot of fun and a lot of playability, especially since obviously we don't live together. Um, That was like the one game that we got to play online quite a bit, which was cool. Um, And I like that they added Rayman into that, which was kind of interesting because i because with smash adding so many different characters you would you would have thought that rayman would have been added into the smash world right especially considering the <laughs> mario uh mario versus the rabbits game um, uh, rabbits and smash soon <laughs> yeah yeah but i thought i thought that was for sure gonna lead into rayman being in this smash but now that brahalla has him i i'm kind of doubting that right so that that's probably up at the, the the lower end of the games, I guess. Well, the higher end, lower end. You know what I mean, right? Right. Yeah, that one really surprised me when you first like said that to me, and you're like, "Oh, we should play this together," because like it is basically Smash, but there's something about it that, like, you know, as much as it might be like heresy to to say that I prefer a Smash clone to Smash itself, but there's just something about like the way it controls and the way you can move and and like you know your recoveries. I think work a little bit easier than Smash does. You know, in the sense that like Smash is supposed to be like the accessible fighter game that anybody can play, I feel like Brawlhalla actually succeeds at that even better because it's sort of it's on all platforms. It's on all platforms now, especially too. Yeah, I was I actually got Zach to play it on Switch with me, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think it actually it sort of distills what makes Smash good. So definitely, I'd, I'd recommend that one too. Um, so for my number nine, I don't have too much to say about this one because like so many other smarter people than me have said a lot of really great things about it. Uh, but Donkey Kong Country Returns, I played the 3D version on 3DS. Um, just really super, super good platformer, 2D platformer. Um, the art's great. The level design is great. It's really freaking hard at some spots. Um, so you know how like, or maybe I don't, I don't know if you've played like any of the original Donkey Kong Country games. I, I played Donkey Kong Country 3 on Game Boy Advance. Okay. So I th- they had, I think that one still had like the minecart levels. So like those are back, those are hell. And they've also introduced like an even more infuriating version of those, uh, which are the rocket barrel levels. Oh dear. Where, yeah, that's you, have so to, uh, <laughs> where you have to move, uh, like a rocket in the form of a barrel across the screen. Um, which is a really great game. Um, I've, I've recently got the Tropical Freeze sequel on Switch. Haven't played it besides the first level yet. Um, so maybe we'll be talking about that one in a year from now. Cool. Um, real quick, I can just, because again, I don't really have much to say about this one, but um, I played uh, three different versions of Mega Man 2 this year. Um, I discovered I was a very big Mega, Mega Man fan, and Mega Man 2 definitely really stood out to me as one of the best ones. Um, the metal blade weapon that you get from beating metal man is one of my favorite game weapons, like in any game ever now, uh, it just shoots out like a little, like 
saw blade, basically, like a, a circular saw blade. Uh, enemies, you can shoot it in, you know, diagonal directions. It's like one of the only weapons you can do that with. Um, a lot of fun, really tough platforming again at certain times. Um, but that's one that's, it's been around since like the late eighties. So everybody's heard about that one by now at this point, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Um, the next one I want to talk about was Pokemon. So I know that Pokemon was on your list. So we'll just Aha. dive into Pokemon for a yeah, second. Let's dive into that. Um, so you have let's go Pikachu. Yes. And you just got Eevee, didn't you? <laughs> Sitting right here, actually. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mine's, let's mine's go. in the other room. <laughs> let's go Eevee. So here's something that I actually wanted to bring up to you early before, uh, before we even started this conversation. Right. I found out today that you can't uh, evolve your mm-hmm. Eevee or Pikachu because of it being a starter. And I was really upset about that. Yeah. But it's still, it's still really good regardless of that. Um, I'm super surprised at how much I like this. Um, it, it feels way less grindy than okay. the original yeah. games. Like there's way less... The, ran- the less random encounters, the better, because like I'm just flying through it at this point because of that. Uh, like I'm already, I got it yesterday. I played for maybe like 20 minutes last night. I played all day today, honestly. Right. Um, and I think I'm already. Ha- I just did the SS Annie. Okay. In uh, what's it called, City? Vermilion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm about to do that gym when I uh, hop back on that. Right. What are your What are your thoughts on on the game? Um, I feel similarly. Um, I, I wrote a piece about it on on my site and about the lack of of random battles, and it's like it's not even the first game that I've played that doesn't have random battles. You know, like Dragon Quest Eight doesn't have random battles. Briefly default, you can turn them off. You know, but like in Pokemon, since you're supposed to catch the things you're randomly battling, you know, it just felt like, oh god, what is that going to feel like? Uh, and it's and it's amazing. Like I love the oh, yeah. fact that you don't have to fight things; that you can just go through all of Mount Moon if you want to without touching a single Zubat. Um, and I, yeah, I, that was my biggest thing when I went through. Like as soon as I beat Brock, I was like, "Oh crap, I gotta go through Mount Moon." Like this mm-hmm. suck. And then I went in, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I just realized, like, I'm not gonna have to like get stopped by a Zubat every two seconds. This is great. Yeah, it makes it more fun, especially like with uh, like Rock Tunnel later. Yeah, you know, like it's more fun to explore because you don't have to worry about as many as many random things running at you, you know. And how how do you feel about the like the catching mechanic that it's just all catching and you don't even fight them at all? I hate it. I think it's awesome. You think it's awesome? Here's the thing: when when it came to the random encounters, in order to level up your Pokemon, you had to have that Pokemon out, right? You had to have them present in the fight. In this game, it's way less grindy because of the fact that when you catch a Pokemon with the new catching method, right. uh, everybody in your party levels up. So like they get, they all get the experience, a shared experience across the board. And even in, in the trainer uh, battles, it's also everybody gets shared XP, even if it is a little bit less as far as the, the waiting party goes, as, it, as right. it states in the game. I think that's the coolest thing because i just i just caught a um i caught an abra and a vulpix today and vulpix was like level 11 and i'm all mine are at like level 19 and 20 so i'm just i just have her sitting in my party and she's leveling up soaking xp so that i can actually mm-hmm. you know use her which is awesome 
Yeah, the um, like so the experience all experience share like they've had that as like an an option since I think Pokemon X maybe, but it's the first one where they were like, oh, just this is on or this is the thing you can get immediately. And I turned it off in the last couple generations because I was like, oh, this is making my Pokemon too strong. But then I also like I noticed that I wasn't like really catching very many Pokemon anymore. You know, I'd catch like the couple that I really wanted. And then I like my party was set and my party would end up being super, super overpowered because I just had like this was my party. I wasn't changing anybody out. And in this game, I'm finding that I, I'll just I'll swap out different Pokemon all the time and I'll catch something new and just try it out for a little bit. And I'm I'm trying different party builds because exactly like there's no there's no reason not to. I don't have to grind if I want to get somebody up to a higher level. You know, I can just use them more or less immediately, you know, or just have them from the sideline for a couple of battles, you know, before they have get to the rank up and then dive in. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I thought was super cool. And honestly, like it, it feels smoother than Pokemon Go does when it comes to the, the catching, which is mm-hmm. super awesome. Um I found it really interesting, like when I know when we were playing at co op, it was really cool that like if you if you swing it at the same time, you know, you get like a boost as far as yeah. catching it. And that's another whole whole other thing. The co op, like Pokemon game co-op. That's the coolest thing. It's what we've been waiting for since we were children. So right. <laughs> here we finally are, you know, 2019, 2018. And it's uh, it's finally a thing, which is super cool. I would say that's probably my number two on my list, uh, Pokemon, right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm impressed by it. Like, I know it's sort of nostalgia bait in a lot of ways. You know, but I think that they've tried some really interesting things. They've mixed up the formula in a way that I really like, and I'm interested to see what exactly gets rolled into the next game. You know, like I'm sure they're not going to, you know, keep it just like the go mechanics because obviously, like I've seen a lot of people like within the fan base say that they really want to have actual wild battles back. You know. Maybe they have a sort of casual option or a go style option where you can just turn that off. You know, we'll see. But um, I think they did a good job here. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's see where I had the text mom. I like lost my page. Um, okay, so my number six game is a game we're not going to actually talk about because you can't um, you can't say anything about this game without ruining it. So. Uh, my number six game is Undertale on Switch, um, which I played last year on my computer. And it was great then. The Switch version is excellent. Um, Still but, have not played it. But, and that's why I'm not really going to talk about it because it's, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just have to play. Um, it's, it's an RPG, like a sort of more retro style uh, RPG um, but the combat is like it's it's turn based, but you have like options during your opponent's turn to try to avoid taking damage, and really great writing. But you have to play it. You have to just <laughs> I can't say anything about it without ruining the experience of of playing it. Uh, my number five game is one I recommended to you. So I played this on the Vita, but there is a Switch version. It's Iconoclasts. Um, have not quite finished it yet, but it's really, really good. It's kind of like a Metroidvania in a way. But like you know how, or maybe you don't, I don't know how many Metroid games you've played, but 
typically like a lot of the Metroid games, sort of the whole game is like one big map and you have to sort yes. of explore separate areas. Um, you know, some of the, like the later Castlevania games are like that. And that can be fun, but it can also be really grating for me in the sense that I'm like, yeah, I when, I played, uh, when I played the one Metroid game I have on Game Boy, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was. It, that was the, the thing that put me off the most. Same yeah. thing with Metroid Prime because that game was just so long. Yeah, there's just like so much you have to do and like the world is just so big. Um, yeah. But what I like about Iconoclast is that it's like the setup is the same in the sense that you have to like travel around the map and unlock stuff and get new abilities in order to progress. But it's made up, like the world of the game is made up of a bunch of smaller maps, you know? So you're traveling from like distinct location, like this is your set piece, basically this is the town you're in. And then you you solve the map basically there and then you move on to the next piece. Um, And I think that kind of solves the problem that I have with a lot of of bigger Metroidvania games. Um, Yes. So definitely recommend that one. Yeah, if you get a chance. Do you want to cool. do, do one? Um, well, I know one of one of my other ones is on your list, so we can save that one for later. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about The Forest. How about that? So The Forest is a game that I, uh, I saw a few videos on it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, probably early 2017 maybe and i'm gonna google this uh, maybe (laughs) yeah maybe maybe like three months ago me and my friends downloaded it and the entire game probably for like four four days straight we played it at night because it's kind of a survival horror game um you know lights off all all on the mics volume Mm -hmm. all the way up super good uh super fun to play um you just you know kind of basically the storyline is you crash on an airplane onto this island and you're looking for your son and that that's all i really need to say but you just gather resources and uh you can collect items and kind of solve the story by picking up memorabilia it's just super well 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 made yeah see it's got a nine out of ten on steam so that's pretty good yes super super fun game and super fun to play with friends yeah, I can see the appeal. I don't know if I'm. I'm not typically into. I'm not either. Spooky, but, game. Uh, <laughs> it it's not really spooky. It can be because there's the enemies that are in the world. They're they're pretty yeah. creepy, but there's cannibalistic mutants is the, is yes. the description. <laughs> yes, they're cannibalistic mutants, and they they just kind of try to mess your day up, mainly at night, though. So. Okay, mess your day up at night. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, I see there's a PS4 version, so maybe I'll actually get to play this one. Since otherwise, it looks <laughs> like it's only available on Windows. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a PS4 version. Yeah. Cool. Maybe I'll give it a go. Um, my number four game is one that I've been trying to get you to play, and you almost played at one point, and then you didn't. Uh, it is going to be Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. And um, it's a, it's a J, action-based JRPG, but in disguise. Uh, so the way I like to pitch it to people is that what the stuff you normally do, like in a JRPG, is like, you know, you, you go to towns and there's quests and there's a big story 
and you do battles. That stuff is all here and it's all fine. Um, the combat I think actually is like really great. You know, it's super fluid. Um, you can choose between three different characters at any time and switch between them in battles. Um, some people think of the game is too easy from a combat standpoint. Um, but the thing that really sells the whole game for me is that the stories that you play as um, this boy king who's kicked out of his kingdom and he wants to build a new kingdom. So throughout the game, you're literally building your new kingdom. You recruit new people to come and join you as citizens. You build places where they're going to live and work. And the game, for me anyway, becomes about, okay, how do I do these quests that will build up my kingdom, you know? Right. So, so like when you go out into the world and you meet new characters and they're sending you on what in a lot of games would just be like boring, stupid filler fetch quests, you you feel a little bit more connected to it because you're like, okay, this is a person I want to have come join my kingdom. You know, this is, this is a thing that I'm trying to do to build my little corner of the world. And, yeah. and I ended up like feeling like that part of the game was really what kept bringing me back to it. You know, it was feeling like I had ownership in this fantasy world and I was trying to, you know, complete the game, not just to complete the game and complete the story, but to, you know, complete my kingdom. Um, so you can get that one on PC. So you should check oh, it out. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I thought about, oh, wait, no, we had the discussion. Yeah, we did. Yes, it's on Maybe PC. I and there's some Maybe new I DLC won't. for it that just came out that I haven't played yet. Apparently it's pretty good. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Oh, I'm on mic. So I only I only have three more, two of which you have. So if you want to do, um, I have three uh, more. Your, well. your next, I think your third one is one of mine. Um, or no. two, maybe. No. So my so my final three are not on your list. Okay. And number one will tie into something that you wanted to talk about, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, so then why don't you do number three, and then I'll talk about two. Um, my, num- my number three is um, Dragon Quest Eight: Journey of the Cursed King on the 3DS. So these next three games are not 2018 releases. <laughs> um, this is a 2017 remake of a game that came out on the PS2, I think in 2005, maybe. And that was one of the games that I played for a little while on the PS2 and then lost the save file during the legendary Jack X file corruption of yeah, 2006. Yeah, talking, talking about that. <laughs> and, and I never went back and played it again. Um, but I just, just I, like Star Ocean. Yes, just like Star Ocean, just like Final Fantasy XII, just like some other games. But uh, this one... I really, really loved once I like made myself pick it up and play it again. Um, it's pretty long, especially even uh, even like as RPGs go. But the story structure is interesting because the whole time you're like chasing this one particular villain, and you're going to all these different towns, like looking for clues about okay, where is this guy's whereabouts? You know, like I guess Final Fantasy VII kind of does sort of this. But what makes it a little bit different is the fact that it's like in each town, there's like a little vignette basically that you have to, you know, help somebody in this town or solve this town's problem in order to, you know, sort of, I guess, right the wrongs in the world. Um, 
So it just felt a little bit different, you know, compared to your typical yeah. your typical JRPG story. Um, combat super super traditional. So if you don't like turn based combat, you might hate this. Um, but I did like that you have like these skill points you can give to each character that will eventually. It's sort of like a job system in disguise, basically, because you can will eventually have to sort of decide about okay, who's going to be magic, who's going to be damage, you know, who's going to be healing, that kind of junk. Um, and it's really good. Got one of my favorite endings in any game ever. So highly recommend that. Cool. Now I'm you, surprised. You... I'm surprised. I was just thinking. I'm surprised that one game didn't make your list, if I if I remember correctly. So I'm pretty sure you played it in 2018. Um, but I'll bring it up later. Um, yeah, so just in case it is, no, it's not, you know, you know the list, or you should know the list. I remember what your number one was. I don't remember the other ones. Okay. Um, well, the one I'll wait until you bring up your last one to talk about the, the main one. But okay. um, the the two other games that I have on my list for 2018 that I played were Battle Right. There's two two different games of that. Um, I showed you that super fun. Uh, to, it's basically a MOBA. You you just drop into a match and you fight people based off of your abilities. Last mm-hmm. one standing wins. Um, and then there's also a battle royale version of that, which is super cool. That's the one that I showed you. Um, right. Okay. Super different compared to all the other battle royales. Really recommend it. Uh, the original game, not the Battle Royale game, is free on PC. Um, the Battle Royale, I think, costs like $20 or something. So that's definitely not necessary, but the, the original is definitely worth a go. And then the other one is the Almighty Smash Bros., which was kind of consumed my, uh, my last month yeah. of 2018. <laughs> I played nothing but Smash Bros. in order to unlock all the characters for all the, the Christmas and New Year's parties that I was going to so that I could have all, all the characters and my friends. Nice. Um, so I spent uh, quite a few hours just doing classic modes and all sorts of stuff. Um, I haven't dove too much into the adventure mode. It's It's a little wonky. Um, but apparently as you get like 20 hours in or close to 20 hours in, uh, it actually like picks up as far as the pace goes, which is weird. Cause I was like, I feel like you shouldn't have to, you know, play, play that far play into song, the right. uh, adventure just to, just to get different style of how it works. Um, but classic mode, super fun. They, they changed it up with, uh, like actual bosses instead of just master hand and crazy hand, which I thought was that blew my mind when I did links. That was so cool. Um, yeah. And then I'll wait to talk about my last one because I know you played it and uh, I know it relates to your number one as well. Right. Yeah, I've played a little bit of Smash so far because um, I, I got it. We got it for Christmas here. So I played a little bit of it on, on the trip. Um, played a little bit of the adventure mode. Uh, it's kind of weird. Light. Yeah, it's. I haven't really wrapped my head around how the whole speaker system is supposed to work yet, um, but I like I like what I'm what I'm playing so far, you know. So I don't have very many characters to choose from. I'm still waiting to unlock Cloud, because then um, he's OP. Yeah, touch anybody, <laughs> but but I mean, he's Smash so is Smash. You know, I don't I don't have to recommend Smash to anybody else. It's just good, and I like it. 
My number two game is uh, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. It's a game it came out last year on the Switch. That's how I played it. Um, I picked it up from my library like on a whim just because it looked interesting and I wanted something new to play on Switch because I didn't have anything else at the time. So that's a and, game that you were playing that you were like switching uh, like style characters mm-hmm. to do certain things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was actually really cool. Yeah. So the whole, the whole basic setup is like you're this knight, I guess he's supposed to be. I'm not really 100% sure. Um, and you get cursed by a dragon and turned into a lizard. And then after that, you have, as you go on your journey to turn yourself back into a human, you unlock other animal transformations and eventually you can gain the ability to just transform on the fly, which is where I think the game really ends up going into like next level classic territory. Uh, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's like a, it's a 2D side scrolling action game. Uh, again, kind of exploration based, but not like in the Metroidvania learn a map kind of deal because it's still more, you know, you'll explore a lot of places, but you can, you're kind of limited by what animal you have at the time, you know, like it's pretty obvious that, you like know, which the, way you're supposed to go. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's pretty obvious that the fish character is going to be the one to go into the water zone, basically that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, the combat is challenging. It's, it's, but also super basic. You have a sword, you swing your sword, you know, and you got to hit stuff, but some enemies take more than one hit, you know, you got to dodge and, and move around. Uh, and then the bosses, yeah. you know, based on that are end up being pretty tough. Um, one of, I was like really, really surprised by this game, um, especially because it's actually like a remake of basically like a master system game from, I think like 1989. And you can, turn on like the retro graphics at any time and just flip back yep. to what it originally looked like. I remember it. And the music, um, right? And the music, yeah, you can go back to the original music. And and I'm not sure like how much Lizard Cube, the developer, like tweaked that kind of stuff. If that is just oh this is the old game or not. But it it is amazing to me that this kind of game existed in 1989, you know, because it's kind of like you think about that era, you know, I think, I think I said like earlier, Mega Man 2 came out in 1989, you know, and this yeah. game is just so much more modern feeling than, in, and then what Mega Man 2 is like, you know, so um, even though like Mega Man 2 is on my list and I love it. Uh, so definitely check that out. Switch versions, again, is super, super great. Um, it's on every platform. There might be a PC version. I'm not sure. Um, I can look. Wonder Boy, the Dragon Strap. Um, but yeah, it's really, really excellent game. There is a computer version. So Switch, PS4, Xbox, Microsoft, Windows, Mac. So get it. It's everywhere. <laughs> uh, my number one game is a little game from 2013. <laughs> uh, called the, A little game. A little game. Uh, called The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This game, wow. uh, that, that, that's all you got to say. Wow, just wow, yeah, really wow. Yeah, and I think I think it's gonna. I don't know. I guess it's kind of funny because everybody has talked so much about how amazing Breath of the Wild was, you know. And we'll get to that in a minute. And and I love that game. That probably would have been my number one game last year if we had done this. But like, holy cow! Like I played this one, and you can you can see how like it almost feels like this was a 2d test run for what they could accomplish in breath of the wild because it's 
essentially linear, uh, essentially nonlinear. You know, th there are two worlds, so you can't get into the second world before doing certain things in the first world. You know, but you have pretty much all of Hyrule just run around, do what you need to do, whatever you want to do. Since or low rule. And yeah, and then eventually low rule. And then you can rent or buy all of your key items, which I thought I was going to hate at first. Because then I was like, oh, well, if I die, then I'm going to lose everything. But that's right. Like, you don't, I mean, you don't die very much. I mean, I didn't die until the very end of the game. And there's just like ways to manage that as well. So you end up being able to have all the key items you want whenever you want them. If you come up to a spot that needs to have a hammer, you can just go back and buy the hammer. So you can explore pretty much the entire kingdom at any time, do whatever dungeons you want in whatever order you want. And the dungeons are like true Zelda dungeons. I know some people were a little disappointed with like the quality of the puzzle designs in Breath of the Wild this one really gets to the <laughs> core of like <laughs> this, this, yep. one, this one really gets to the like to the core of what makes you know good zelda dungeon design work you know they're really twisty and, and loopy and, and you got to go into every room and search for every nook and cranny um just really really excellent excellent zelda game if, if you still have a 3ds in 2019 pick it up because <laughs> it's really good so, segue, sort of. Um, before I mention my my last game on the, uh, the 2018 list, mm -hmm. I have a few honorable mentions that I didn't finish because of the fact that you brought up that game. I did not finish that game. That is That would have probably been on my list as well if I mm -hmm. did. Um, I'm still on low rule trying to figure out what to do because, like you said, it's nonlinear. It gives you no direction on what you have right. to do. So. You just have to get a few hours to play around and figure out what you should do. Um, so I, ha I just haven't had the time for it. Uh, another mention that I have is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm -hmm. um, have not finished it really only probably maybe like five, six hours into the game at most. But I heard that's a long good. game too, so... It is very that's like, long. It's like 5% um, of the my, game, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, super good, super cool style. I, I was very concerned when I bought it. I was, because everybody recommended it to me. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, you know. Uh, super good. Uh, and then the other game that is an honorable mention that I just started um, Shining Resonance, Refrain. Okay. Um, yeah. Game is incredible. I haven't got to talk to you about it at all since, you know, you were the one that, that got it for me for, right. for Christmas. Yeah, I'm interested to hear about that one. Su it is super cool. I'll, I'll dive more into detail, you know, when we're not doing this because I don't want to spoil anything for everyone. But right. uh, super cool mechanics. Uh, it's sort of, it's very much like Final Fantasy, but instead of like taking you out of um, like the main world, it just opens an encounter and more enemies come in. And it's all hmm. freestyle action. Uh, very, very good. Interesting. And then... Yeah, I haven't played either of those so, last two. So I'll have to check Definitely. Them. You would definitely really like both of them. The, those are your style games, I would say. I have, I, have too many, I have too many JRPGs right now to get through <laughs> for me to have yeah. time, unfortunately. To have those two. So I'll, yeah. I'll have to schedule some time. Both of, them are, both of them are RPGs as well. They're just different style. Yeah. 
So, so let's talk about this last game then for, for 2018, and then we can talk about uh, a couple games we're looking forward to before we, before we sign off. Uh, Breath of the Wild. So mm-hmm. I, I played that this year. I started it and ended it this year. And I think I'm the, the one and only person in, in the gaming community that has a, a different opinion on the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, we, we've talked about this, I l- absolutely love the game itself. The, the, the build-up, the journey to get to where you're going, it's beautiful, the, the graphics are amazing, the map is gigantic, there's so much to do, all the side quests are amazing, but the ending. It, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm, I was so disappointed, I thought it was... Thought it was I thought it was really bad, right? But the rest of the game was phenomenal. Um, so it it kind of levels out to to be okay in my book, but it's definitely no uh, no Twilight Princess or Majora's Mask, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've started to see some people come around like to that feeling that like the ending kind of drops the ball. I think the interesting thing about that game for me is that it makes so much of its story completely optional. You know, which yeah to some people is amazing because they're so engaged in the mechanics of the world. And, and a lot of people don't like, or they don't like, but they don't find Zelda stories to be an important part of the experience anyway. To me, I, I really like enjoy stories in general. So that the most important, important part of the game. And so I was the kind of person who did all the optional story stuff just so I could get those story beats. And I don't know. I kind of feel I'm kind of in the middle on on the ending. It doesn't really ruin the experience for me. I kind of get what they were going for. I think they could have executed it a little bit better and yeah. made it made it feel like more of an accomplishment. I guess is how I'll say it. Made it feel yeah. more like I've actually achieved something. Basically, at the end, having spent yeah. many hours in it as I did. <laughs> exactly. I just like there are so many other endings to Legend of Zelda games that just felt way more rewarding, way more like way more emotional. That one, it was just like, "Hey, you did it! Here's a pat on the back. That's mm-hmm. it. Have fun." Um, in my opinion, the the ending to Skyward Sword was better, and I know everybody else hates that game. So, uh, but. Nonetheless, that those are my thoughts. It was still it still made it on my list. It was still a great game. Uh I as always I love Legend of Zelda. So that okay. was uh it was definitely a different experience for me, but it was still good. Yeah, that since I, I again in my head I kind of I finished that like right at the beginning of twenty eighteen. I started it in twenty seventeen. So excuse me again. So you know, it, it felt like it was more of a 2017 game to me, uh, but definitely, yeah. you know, one for the ages, despite it, despite its its couple flaws. You know, and I'm actually saying that as somebody who really, really actually enjoys like the the weapon degradation stuff, which a lot of people really hated, was one of the sort of main complaints about the game. I thought it was cool, and I, I actually, thought it was cool. What shows like? Yeah, I think I think um, it, you know, having all your weapons break all the time really made me experiment with different types of weapons and different types of builds and taught me to not be attached to my equipment in a way that like normally when I play a game, I'll end the game with 200 potions, you know, cause I don't want to use anything. And 
you I mean you could do that I guess in, in Zelda if you really grind, grinded out a bunch of you know apples and made you know smoked apples but right. you're kind of discouraged from doing it just because there's stuff laying all around so you should be constantly constantly using things and constantly picking up new things and I think that that's a, a really interesting uh, interesting way to you know approach that kind of world again sort of in the same vein like I mentioned with with Link Between Worlds how it took the key items that you would normally get in a Zelda game where it'd be like you need the item from dungeon number two to unlock dungeon number three or, or whatever you had to do, you know, yeah. or, or you would get the item for that dungeon in the dungeon, you know, um, Breath of the Wild kind of runs with that idea and is like, hey, what if we make all of your equipment just something that you have to constantly refresh, you know, and I think that Approaching the game that way for me made it really interesting. I know some people hate it, but that's just that was my read on the game, and it made it awesome. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I, I even thought it was cool what they did with the, uh, the Master Sword, how it had to like, mm-hmm. recharge if you used it too much. Although I never ran into that issue because I, as soon as I got it, I went off to to the castle and pretty much finished the game as soon as I made it inside the castle. Right. And I don't think it actually even can run out of charge on those enemies. There's like certain enemies it won't even like lose any charge on. Um, I forget what the exact rules are, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you come back to it, like in the post game, like you definitely, like I've run out of charge a couple times, but you don't lose the master sword. So it's, right. it's fine. Yeah. You know? like it comes back. Yeah. It's fine. And I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure if the Hylian shield can break either. I've had that around for a while. Um, like your other shields will break, uh, which I think is also I think nice to not break. And um, I read something that I think you can break it, but it's very, very difficult to. Um, but I don't know. Does the Hylian shield break? Question. You can get it in two places. Wow, I you believe. can break it. Wow. I think you can get it in two places. Yeah, I read that just there's there's a way that you can uh buy a new one. Like like yeah. again, like sort of post game. But yeah. Uh, interesting. Cool. So those are the, uh, so that's twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen wrapped up and uh it was like an hour. It was definitely an interesting game uh year for gaming. I mean the Fortnite one game of the year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. took it away from all the other deserving games. But you know, I guess so it depends you... on what you consider game of the year. You know, if it's the game that everybody was talking about, or is it the best game? You know what I mean? It means different things to different people. Yeah, I try to think of like what was the what was the most fun I had this year. You know, and like in my in my case, it was the games that I mentioned. Um, exactly and and that's why I put mine on because like even though Breath of the Wild the ending disappointed me like the the journey like I said the journey was just too fun and I I had a lot mm -hmm. of fun with all those games that I listed Um, but more importantly we we got a few games coming out or supposed to come out um, in 2019 which I I have two that I I can name off the top of my head Mm -hmm. that I'm really excited for um, what, sure what do you, how many do you have? Uh, so 
I mean, the only one that has a release date. <laughs> There's literally one that has like an official release date. In two weeks. That I, that I can say for sure, like that's coming out and I'm getting it and I'm playing it, you know? Two weeks. Two weeks? Is it or two? three weeks. Three weeks? Two weeks. It's not real, man. Three. It's not real. Kingdom Hearts 3, baby. Kingdom Hearts 3. 3. That comes out on the... Wait, does that come out on a Tuesday? It comes out this month. What I believe. I what did I think it came out on a Friday? That's so random. It can't come out on a Tuesday. I, I, I work. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to request off of that. No, it is the twenty. What is it? The fifteenth? Is it the twenty fifth or the twenty ninth? It's the twenty fifth. My spreadsheet says the twenty ninth. Google says the twenty fifth. If it's the twenty fifth, then that makes sense because that's a Friday, and I'll be able to take off. Now we'll, it comes out in we'll Japan. On the comes out in Japan on the twenty fifth. Comes out worldwide on the twenty ninth, which is a Tuesday. That sucks. Well, I'm still. I guess I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll figure something out, right? Because I'm right. gonna be playing that game. Um, I bought I bought the PlayStation Pro special edition of it because I'm again I'm a maniac, and I've been yeah. waiting for forever to play this game. Twelve, twelve years, thirteen, no, four, fourteen. But how many? Let's see, two thousand five. Fourteen years. Two thousand five or two thousand six over here. So thirteen years for Americans, almost. Thirteen years, almost just shy of thirteen yeah. years. So that's that was one of the two games that I had listed. Uh, what was? Did you have any others that you have to note that you just want to list off real quick? Um, we could talk about some. I mean, to be totally honest, like if only Kingdom Hearts three came out next year, like I'm I'm set for the year. Um, yeah, me too. Just, I'm going to be playing that game up up and down. Um, Plus, I have I have Red Dead that I, I just got Red Dead. I got to complete. I got to complete Shining Resonance and all those others. Yeah, so I, I have a huge backlog. Um, as far as games that I, like, I'm interested in but don't have a set release date, I know we we were talking about both picking up Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the Switch. And, I forgot about that. And uh, co-oping that one, so that'll be fun. Um, yes. Jump Force I'm interested in, although I probably won't buy that one. It's probably going to be a rental for me. Just to try I am 100% buying that. I actually completely <laughs> forgot about that. I uh, I didn't have that on my list. That game I'm super excited for. Um, there's there's quite a few games coming out on the same day. Um, that is one of them. Like there's, I saw an IGN article that said that there was like that release date is going to be like one of the biggest release dates in entertainment history because there's like four games, a couple movies coming out, like shows premiering, and I'm like. Yeah, February is packed with stuff. Yeah. Because you have um, Anthem comes out that same month. I'm not sure if I'm interested in Anthem, but I know like it's going to probably be like one of the biggest games. Um, yes. I think Resident Evil 2 comes out like at the end of January, so there, so that's not one. Um, Resident Evil 1? Oh, the, the remaster? The remake, yeah, the remake of, of Resident yeah. Evil 2. Uh, of course, I don't have anything in front of me right now, but uh, there's a bunch so of- there, there's a couple that I can name off real quick that I that I'm surprised. Have you heard about the the new Devil May Cry coming out mm-hmm. possibly this year? So that's exciting, and I really enjoy the original Devil May Cry's. Um, right. But the main one the that I'm one. the main game that I'm most excited for, other than Kingdom Hearts, and I'm praying that it's going to definitely come out this year is Code Vein. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's like that's the my anime, RPG, <laughs> Dark Souls. Yeah. Wasn't that supposed to come out in this year originally? I don't know why I mean, it's sort of last year. It, but... It's 2019, Alex. Get it together. Okay, sorry. It's supposed to come out last year. Yeah, got bumped. Yes. Yeah, if, if it comes out, like that's one that I'm interested in too. But I'm like, I'd hold my that's breath. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if if it comes out this year, that's going to be definitely one that I pick up. So, yeah, that I'm interested in. Uh, what else? There's supposed to be like another Pokemon game coming out at the end of the year. Again, we'll that's see. Exciting. You know, and especially since. We'll see how they incorporate the lessons of Let's Go into it. We talked about that a little bit earlier, though. Uh, there's supposed to be a Fire Emblem game coming out in the spring sometime, you know, like April to June era. Uh, I'm interested. I don't know if I'll get it right away. Um, I've played a little bit of Fire Emblem in the past and haven't like really ever like latched onto one to actually play it, so I'm interested to see. Maybe this will be the one that makes me actually jump on board. I almost... Uh, so fun fact I almost bought you a Fire Emblem game for Christmas but yeah. I was at GameStop and they didn't have the original box and I was like I know that's going to bother the hell out of me <laughs> yeah, if I got him this game without without the actual box and that was the only one they had of it so I was like oh, I can't do that that's funny yeah. it was Awakening yeah that's the one I played the demo at that one and I really yeah. liked it and then just never got around to picking it up. So, <laughs> and I picked up, I picked up echoes recently, um, but haven't, haven't been able to play yet. So I'm on the fence. I'm like, do I want to start playing that one now? Or do I just want to, cause I probably won't Wait be until finish it before the next one comes out. If it's actually coming out in the spring, you know, cause then I'm like, if I get it on switch, then I have it on switch and everything's great on switch. So. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Switch, there's supposed to be an Animal Crossing game coming out too. Um, I have never played an Animal Crossing game. I know other people are excited for it. I um, got the mentioned. 3DS one and I haven't even touched it. So mm-hmm. I, I should probably do that before that one comes out. So I actually get the uh, the idea of what Animal Crossing is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people love them. I'm not really sure. Um, I had to dive in on their own. Yeah, have to try one to see. Um, also, in January, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition is coming out. Um, I was like super on board for that one, like when it was announced, and then Kingdom Hearts was confirmed for the end of January, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to start a new JRPG right before getting the one I've really been waiting for. Um, That's right. So maybe I'll maybe I'll get it sometime before the end of the year. There's supposed to be a new Yoshi game coming out. Yoshi's Crafted World, I believe it's called. Another one of those like woolly, woolly world things. Oh god! Yeah, this one, like the main hook of it, from what I've seen, is supposed to be that like it's sort of supposed to be played co-op. Is the main way that I've hopefully it's on Switch. It is on Switch. All of the gameplay demos that I've seen them do of it so far, they've played it co-op, and it looks like it's a lot of fun co-op. It's got a sort of papercraft theme to it versus like the wool you know yarn of the, the last game right. so it's like know, I mean, paper mario but paper yoshi basically uh kind of i guess yeah uh <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I really like the yoshi games yoshi's island the original is like one of my favorite games ever i started i started playing or i guess actually replaying because i never finished it before but playing yoshi's wealthy world on the 3ds and it is a lot of fun you know but I don't know if I'm going to want another Yoshi game, you know, right out of the gate. We'll see how it is. You know, right. 
I guess I guess what I mean is like when I'm comparing it to all the other games that might come around at around the same time, and how much is my wallet going to support? Like pri- yeah, priorities. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then that's it for as far as stuff that's like confirmed to be coming out this year. You know, yeah, there's I don't a really have mystery any dungeon other. game. Um, there's oh, there's a Digimon Survive game. Have you seen this one? I have not. That it's sounds like interesting. A, it's like a tactics game, but with Digimon. And they've only, as far as I know, there's only been like one trailer, I think, so far. It's sort of been like the announcement trailer. But it's supposed to be coming in 2019. Uh, no more information as far as I know. So we'll see if that one comes out or not. And nice. That's, uh, cool. that's it as far as stuff that I think I'm interested in that is definitely going to be coming. Yeah. So cool. I'll have to see how I can... Uh, you know. we'll definitely see what's in store for uh, 2019. Then you know, we'll have to try to figure out, you know, what what games we want to pick up at the same time so we can talk about. You know, right? Well, we know we're both gonna be getting Kingdom Hearts right out of the gate, right? So. Oh my God! Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no that. question about that. <laughs> at least we can talk about that. Not play, be stupid. To play, a, I'm getting a whole new console for it. So. Yeah, you are. Hey, uh, speaking of which, that means you're you don't need the other one, right? So, so if you're if you want to buy it, we'll we'll sure. talk off we'll talk off mic. <laughs> cool. But we'll see. Okay, so that's uh, I guess that's what 2019 is looking like. So we'll revisit throughout the year to see who's hot and who's not. I guess. And what's what are the biggest successes and the biggest flops of 2019? So figure it out. Yeah, well, I think the 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 thing that that about, about like twenty eighteen that was interesting to me was like, you know, how many indie games popped up that people were were really talking about all that a lot, and how many games that we didn't know about at the beginning of the year. You know, even like big games, like we went into twenty eighteen not knowing one hundred percent for sure that Red Dead Redemption two was coming out by the end of the year. You know, like I don't think it had a That's right. release date yet. You know, and that dominated the last you know two months same with like super smash brothers we had no idea that was supposed to be coming out you know so oh, i know and then boom <laughs> you know and so then it, you know maybe there's, yeah. there's some there might so, be some surprises i'm sure that there's going to be some things you know my one of my main goals for 2019 is to play more small games you know because like iconoclast was one that really surprised me um i just bought celeste but haven't been able to play it yet uh i know hollow knight was really big for some people last year I know Into the Breach was another big one, but like those are all sort of smaller indie games that I never got to pick up that kind of just, you know, appeared. And, you know, I'm sure there's some stuff like that that's going to come out in 2019 that nobody's talking about right now because we don't know it exists yet. So my main goal is to keep my eyes peeled for that kind of stuff. Cool. And so, yeah, so we'll revisit and we'll keep talking. But let's wrap this one up before we ramble for too much longer. Sounds good. We will chat later, bro. Sounds good. Peace out. Bye, everybody. Later.